0: Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Amber Smith. I serve on the leadership team at Park and Norwood Park. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a sense of normalcy in your life, a little rhythm. And so to do that, we've altered the use of our weekly podcast and instead we'll be posting a short devotional every day. We hope you'll join us and we'll enjoy listening. This is The Daily Cut and I'm Amber Smith. It's a joy to be with you today. I'm thankful that we have these podcasts as a way to encourage each other and build up each other in our faith. This week, Lisa Bishop and I decided to join forces and bring a two-part word of encouragement from the book of Philippians, chapter 4. So today, I'm going to focus on chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, and tomorrow, Lisa will be sharing with you from verses 8 and 9. These, again, are not new verses to us, and, and you'll likely have heard them before. But as I mentioned the last time I was with you, the Word of God is living and active. And so these verses will take on new meaning and new life for us today because of the current circumstances we're in. So let's read this passage together. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Rejoice let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I think these verses are so timely for us right now. I love how the Word of God speaks directly into our situation that we find ourselves in and how they're applicable for us in the best of circumstances and in the most challenging of circumstances as well. Verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. There's a big difference, isn't there, between earthly happiness and the spiritual joy that Paul is talking about here? Earthly happiness is produced and maintained by events by experiences, by money, by mood, by materialism. Earthly happiness depends on circumstances that change daily and fluctuate all the time. And things happen as things happen or don't happen for us. But spiritual joy is a product of our relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. And it is constant. It is constant. It can be trusted. You can be in the middle of a great struggle and still rejoice in the Lord. In fact, that's what Paul is saying here. Paul was not in a good situation when he wrote these words. He was in chains because of his faith and was condemned in the eyes of the Roman authorities. But because of his faith in Christ, he experienced a steady joy. This kind of joy is a constant hopeful peace, a state of mind knowing that even when things on earth discouraging, or overwhelming. God is for you and he is with you. As you put your faith in Christ Jesus, you are firmly attached to God, the Father, the sovereign one over all creation, the one who made all things and is in complete control of all things. This joy doesn't mean that you will never suffer grief or you'll never experience disappointment or you'll never be sad. But it means that even in the midst of these emotions, you are able to experience joy in the Lord and an ability to endure the situation that you find yourself in. Moving on to verse 5, it says, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is near. In various translations, this word for gentleness can also mean forbearance, moderation, reasonableness, or charity. The opposite of this word would be harsh, impatient, imposing, frustrated, greedy. This is a call for us as followers of Jesus to be gracious and patient and generous to those around us, even though our circumstances may be far less than ideal. I can't think of a better reminder in this season that we find ourselves in when so many people are being stretched to their capacity, trying to work from home or homeschool our children for the first time or care for loved ones who are aging or immune-compromised. Man, we feel that we're fearful or confused or frustrated. Or those around us may be feeling fearful or confused or frustrated. But as we allow ourselves to be grounded in the joy of the Lord— we can respond to other people with gentleness and patience and kindness and generosity to the people around us so that they'll see the peace of Christ in our own lives and that we can shine to others around us. This is not normal. This is not average. It's not what's expected by people of this world. But this is what we can have as a result of us having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Then we see here that it says the phrase, the Lord is near. It's at the end of these verses to remind us that we already know the one who has the victory, the one who is is in charge of all things. His return is sure. We should be spiritually awake and ready for his return, seeking to serve and bless and be gentle and let our gentleness be evidenced to all around us so that they too might be drawn into a relationship with Christ by the way we handle our anxiety. Verse six goes on to say, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Ugh. What a great reminder in these uncertain times where it seems like there's so much for us to worry about. We worry about our health. Will I get sick? Will someone I love get sick? If I get sick, will I cause someone else to get sick? We worry about our finances. Will I, will I continue to have a job? Will my job still be able to pay me? What about the economy? Will we ever bounce back from this? What about my retirement? Will I be able to survive? We worry about our children and our grandchildren. What will the world be like when they are older? Will they turn out okay? Will they make wise decisions? Will they become healthy men and women? Man, there's so much. As followers of Christ, we must learn to identify anxiety and then learn to apply what God's word says to handle it. I recognize that this will be harder for some of us than for others of us, but let's talk about this for a minute. The word anxiety here means excessive care that detracts. The Bible doesn't say don't care about anything or don't be concerned about anything. There are circumstances that are happening around us that need our attention. But it says that when that care or concern reaches a point where we're paralyzed or distracted, then we've gone too far. So what are we supposed to do? What do we do when we become worried or we become anxious? It should almost be a reflex to help us to run to the Lord in prayer. In in these prayers, we should ask the Lord for help with our anxious thoughts. Help with the things that are causing our anxious thoughts. We should also thank him for what he has already done in the midst of those situations that we're concerned about and for what he will continue to do. Because we know that he is in control of the things that we are concerned about. And when we bring these things to him, we're giving them over to him and asking him to handle it. Releasing the control that we like to think that we have over our situation to the one who actually is in control. We're relinquishing our trust in ourselves to handle the situation. And we're recommitting ourselves to trust in God. Verse 7 says, Then... The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So we see that when we're experiencing anxiety and we run to the Lord in prayer. But this last verse is such an amazing encouragement to us because it's reminding us that when we run to the Lord in prayer, he will also give us his peace. When we run to the Lord, we experience peace that is able to guard our emotions. It's able to guard our thoughts and it's able to allow us to turn our anxiety over to him. So God's not just telling us to stop being anxious. Instead, he's telling us that when we are anxious, when we are concerned, when we deeply care about something, we should come to him with those feelings. We should Trust that he is big enough to handle it and that when we do that, he will send us his peace. In John chapter 14, Jesus was reminding his disciples that they would need help with this. He reminded them that when he was leaving the earth, he would send a comforter, a helper, the Holy Spirit to us. And he said, I will give you my peace, which is beyond anything that we could ever imagine, beyond anything. Anything this world has to offer. John chapter 14, verse 27 says, Jesus says to his disciples, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And then in John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. You guys, Jesus has overcome the world. We can have confidence and peace and joy knowing that He is the overcomer. So I want to ask you today what are the things that are causing you to be anxious or afraid? How do you turn those anxieties into prayers of faith and trust? How do you turn your your concerns, your worries, the things that that are causing you concern over to the Lord so that he can take those things and give you peace in the midst of those circumstances? So friends, if you're finding yourselves being afraid or overwhelmed by the things that are going on around you, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to everyone around you. Run to the Lord in prayer and have faith that he will give you the gift of his peace. I want you to tune in again tomorrow to hear from Lisa Bishop as she continues to help us understand what it looks like to let God transform our thoughts and give us peace in our circumstances. Thanks for listening today. We hope that you're encouraged and strengthened in your faith and in your walk with the Lord. We'll be back tomorrow with another short devotional. So stay tuned.